Welcome to the first episode of Five Questions with a Sports and Entertainment Law Attorney. My name is Leonardo Viola, your host today. We have our first guest ever on our podcast created by the Brooklyn Sports and Entertainment blog, Brittany Rubino, Brooklyn Law alumni from the class of 2017, who is now a legal counsel at CBS. Brittany, how are you today? Doing well, Leonardo. Thank you all for having me on. I'm honored to be a part of your inaugural episode of the podcast. Thank you for coming, and it is an honor for us. So being now out in the real world, taking on all the challenges that as a law student you figured you'd have to face someday, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? So I think the one thing I really wish I knew, you know, like nothing's linear, right? And that there's no right or wrong path to ending up um, in your dream role. Um, And also to uh, expect the unexpected. Those are things I wish I knew because for me, you know, right after I took the bar exam, I started applying. I was headstrong. I only wanted to be in entertainment. No one was going to tell me otherwise. And, you know, I ended up taking a role at a real estate firm because, you know, entertainment wasn't working out as quickly as I would have liked. Um, I ended up as like a postgraduate clerk and then CBS, um, you know, I interviewed, I didn't get a different role. And they remembered me a couple months later, very unexpectedly. Um, and I'm in a role now as a sports attorney. And, you know, I never expected um, to be a sports attorney. Uh, and now I love it. And I did land my dream job. And like, I, you know, there's, again, there's no strict roadmap, you just have to make it yours. And uh, I wish I knew that when I started law school, that not to stress and be on like a strict, strict path, do what it just do what it takes pretty much. Wonderful, wonderful. What so? What advice would you give someone you know wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Yeah. So um, I kind of touched on it a little bit in my first answer, but first things first is don't ever let anybody tell you um, that you can't achieve this dream of being a sports and entertainment attorney. Um, you know, I feel that for most of us, especially when we're first starting law school, people might tell us when they hear that that's our dream. You know. That it's a little lofty, you know, um, maybe to think of something more realistic, whatever that means, more, more attainable. Um, I felt that people were constantly trying to snap me out of it. Um, again, like, you know, they, I think they think we just think saying sports attorney, entertainment attorney sounds cool. And that's not the case. So go for what you want and don't let anybody tell you how to get there and that you shouldn't want to get there. Um, and then, you know, My second thing is to be very selective about the internships that you take and to hustle really, really hard. So if you know that you want this, um, you know, the the most important thing, like, again, grades obviously are very important, extracurriculars, you know, being a part of student organizations like this one. Um, But yeah, your experience is the most important thing when getting into this field. Um, I was interning every semester uh, starting my 1L summer. and that was the most invaluable thing. And that's the way I learned a lot of things that I use on the job still. Wonderful, wonderful. So what is uh, the one common myth about your profession or field that you would like to debunk? Um, I think that, again, I thought this too, uh, kind of like that it's super glamorous, like you're going to be like an Ari Gold from Entourage and every day as an entertainment or sports attorney, you're going to just be this cool, cool person. And like, yes, it's, it's very cool. The subject matter is always very interesting, of course. 
Um, nothing against tax law, but for me, I feel like that would put me to sleep on a daily basis. Um, so doing this definitely, you know, the subject matter is always great, but things can get a little mundane. Uh, it can get hard. Like for example, um, it is really cool to say I, I get to work on March Madness and I was really involved in the Super Bowl, but I was reviewing things like hotel contracts, um, things for our operations team, like equipment rentals and things like that. So those were things I probably, I, I would have never thought came with being um, an entertainment attorney, but it's a whole grab bag. So, and also the perks. I feel like people are always like, oh my gosh, have you met uh, such and such? Or, you know, do you get free tickets to these shows and that? And um, there are perks, but yeah, I definitely, we don't get tickets all the time. I wasn't invited to the Super Bowl and I haven't met any of uh, the top athletes just yet. I think maybe, maybe a couple of years down the road. Wonderful. So uh, kind of looking at uh, your progression through law schools, the, the jobs or clinics that you may have done, could you talk to us a little bit about your experience as a clinical intern at BLS and just kind of how valuable that experience must have been in paving the way uh, in terms of finding out what you were really passionate about? And, you know, if you see any of that knowledge acquired through that experience still apply to your position today as counsel for CBS? Sure. Um, so I participated in a few clinics, um, while I was at BLS, the civil practice clinic, litigation, um, entertainment, uh, arson entertainment, and, uh, the Brooklyn incubator and policy clinic, LIP, um, I'm sure you guys still have it. Um, so I knew I wanted to be in entertainment before starting law school, but the clinics definitely helped me to gain that more hands-on experience than I was getting, you know, in my torts class or civil procedure, you know, this was more tailored towards what I, I wanted um, from my classwork. Um, like for example, in the arts and entertainment clinic, uh, some of our assignments actually involved marking up uh, talent agreements and other types of various entertainment agreements, but the talent agreement specifically, that's something that I still do on a daily basis today. Uh, so that helped, definitely helped. And um, with Blip, I was in the transactional, the transactional Blip clinic, and um, it was a great way to work with creative clients um, and startups. And while I don't actively work on the exact same types of agreements or like with, with startups specifically, um, it was still such an important um, experience to uh, kind of sharpen my, my drafting skills. So yeah, I de definitely use, use everything I, I did in my clinic still today. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, and for the fifth and last questions, we know you're very busy. We don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> Not <So> at all. <laughs> how, how has your uh, profession changed because of the virus? Uh, what changes did you feel the most? Um, you know, and how, how do you predict the field will change in the future because of the virus? How, how will it operate in your opinion? Sure. Um, so it was probably the most interesting time to be a sports attorney. Um, you know, I had, I think I, you know, not, I think I started in CVS in uh, September, 2019 and, you know, what the pandemic, you know, we started working from home in March, 2020. So, and that was, we were gearing up for March madness. Um, so I had spent the last, you know, three months and again, not even being a sports attorney for about a year yet. And the biggest sports event I got to work on kind of, you know, all I had to handle was the cancellation process of everything. And, you know, troubleshooting, you know, how do we fit, fill these windows now on, on TV? How do we fill our obligation to um, like our network providers and such? Um, and it was a really stressful time, but again, I think what changed in the industry and for most of us, you know, with working from home 
was now how to use, you know, virtual programming to our advantage. Um, so, you know, without infringing any like confidentiality things at CBS, it was just so interesting to see how a lot of our partners were so creative in the space and how we were able to get virtual programs on the air. Like we weren't in studio anymore. Um, and even having our talent do shows from home, like via Zoom, having a lot of Zoom formatted shows on the air. So that was really interesting. And again, I'm sure anyone that works in this industry and any industry, honestly, not even as a lawyer, um, cancellations, force majeure became my life. Um, I don't think I ever negotiated force majeure provisions before COVID or honestly even really paid attention to them when I was drafting. It was kind of just always boilerplate. And now um, that is something we go, we like start with for, force majeure in our negotiation processes, um, you know, and always make sure that we have like a strong provision there. Um, so yeah, it's it's been definitely been an interesting time, but exciting um, and really cool to see how um, how sports was still able to to shine, and I guess uh, you also asked moving forward. You know, as we see, like the Super Bowl went off without a hitch. Um, it was an honor to work for CBS and and to see that um, and all the work that we put into it. That again, everything went smoothly. Um, I think it's great that things are opening back up. We have more live sports, so I think the industry is going to get as back to normal as as possible, but you know, if we have these virtual programs moving forward, I think that might be the new way to kind of live supplemented with the, the Zoom style uh, programming that we have on the air. That, that would be my guess. Wonderful, wonderful. So is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to, to the Brooklyn Law community before we leave? Yeah, sure. Um, I'd love to give a shout out to Professor Jody Balsam. Um, I got to know her as one of my clinical professors uh, when I was a 2L and a after that, you know, she really took the time to get to know me, not only as a student, but as a person. And she was just always so supportive um, of my goals to be in the entertainment industry. And uh, I really felt that she, she truly wanted me to be successful. And uh, she was just always encouraging, had great advice. And uh, that lasted even after I graduated. She was always a great resource for me. Um, and it's always nice to reach out to her. Wonderful. Brittany, we understand you're very busy. So thank you so much for your time. That is all for today. Thank you for listening and tuning in. I'm Leonardo Viola, and this is Five Questions with a Sports and Entertainment Attorney.